Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded and expects to hit 6 million listens by the end of July 2023. We're celebrating this success by recognizing those who have shared the journey with us and giving them the opportunity to contribute to the ongoing success of the shows. By buying a paper copy of the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a donation to help the ongoing running costs, members of the international Italian wine community will be given the chance to nominate future guests and even enter a prize draw to have lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. To find out more, visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! For all the super wine geeks out there, we have a special new series dedicated to you. We are reading excerpts from our new edition of Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Wine lovers, tune in for your weekly fix only on Italian Wine Podcast. If you want to own a copy of this new must-read Italian wine textbook, just go to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Molise, historical background. Molise, a crossroads of humanity, a melting pot of the cultural contributions of the Greeks, Etruscans, and Romans, represents a useful microcosm for understanding the development of vine cultivation and wine production in Italy. These cultures were joined by the Oscans, Piscines, and Samnites contributed to the development of wine growing in the areas of Campobasso and Trivento around Agnone, a world-famous center for bell-making, Boiano and as far as Sepino, at the foot of the Matese. The interest of these peoples in vines is demonstrated in numerous archaeological finds dating back to the 5th century BC, unearthed in the rustic dwellings of San Martino in Pesilis, Morrone del Sannio, and San Giacomo degli Schiavoni, including wine presses, cisterns, winemaking rooms, and amphorae used to transport wine. Of particular interest is the impluvium, a pool system to capture rainwater, in the basement of the pre-imperial Hellenistic house decorated with a polychrome mosaic depicting an octopus with four fish in the corners surrounded by vine shoots, vine leaves, and bunches of grapes. At Le Piane, in the municipality of Lavino, near River Biferno, a Roman villa was discovered in 2007 containing a turcolarium, a room with a waterproof floor and walls where crushing took place, along with an impressive wine cellar. In the Middle Ages, viticulture went from being a complementary agricultural activity developed around rustic villas to a more systematic undertaking spread throughout Molise. This dissemination was possible thanks to the feudal system and the work of the Benedictine, Franciscan, and Cistercians monks as the widespread presence of abbeys, including the of Santa Maria di Faifoli in the province of Campobasso, dating back to 1134, and the abbey of San Vincenzo al Volturno in the province of Isernia, 
which dates back to 743. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local foods, and taking in the scenery. Now, back to the show. In a notarial deed of the 13th century, describing the establishment of a trade link between Venice, Ancona, Ortona, and Slavonia, the foodstuffs produced in Molise were listed verbatim, including wine, which was also mentioned in the municipal statues and manuscripts of the University of the Contado di Molise between the, the 14th and the 16th centuries. Between the 18th and the 19th centuries, Molise became one of the most vigorous growing areas in the Kingdom of Naples, as documented by Raffaele Pepe in his 1810 manuscript. In fact, the Molise agronomist, at the request of the steward Biase Zurlo, pointed out the most widespread grapes in the territory and requested from the councillor of the state of Naples a list of vine and fruit varieties that could adapt well to the soil and climate conditions of Molise. The recommended plants were distributed to landowners, thus giving rise to an important agricultural renewal for the entire territory, which, however, only marginally involved viticulture. In 1836, Giuseppe del Re, an Italian politician, patriot, and man of letters, pointed out that in Molise, quote, the vineyards, almost all planted on hills and hillocks, form a total of 15,948 bushels and contain various species of grapes, which ripen some early and some late but all go into place on harvest days. In 1892, on the initiative of Angelo Antuono Baranello, the Società Operaia was founded in the small town of Ferrazzano near Campobasso to promote local agricultural activity. Unfortunately, the disastrous epidemics that struck vineyards in all the wine-growing areas of the world, powdery mildew, downy mildew and phylloxera did enormous damage in Molise. Further problems were caused by the abandonment and migration of the peasant population in the 20 years following the unification of Italy when the countryside was blighted by banditry. With the end of the Second World War, the situation slowly improved. The first social wine cellars were established and there was, in parallel, an improvement in production techniques with the inclusion of table grape types and the introduction of pergola training systems. It was only at the beginning of the 1980s, however, that Molise finally realized of its wine growing potential and began the process of transforming its wine growing system. Over time, the most inland part of the region was abandoned in order to concentrate on the coastal strip. More recently, attention has turned to the redevelopment of inland areas. Geomorphology 
Molise is a small region that is divided into two distinct parts, Alto Molise, with Isernia as its center, and Basso Molise, with the municipalities of Campobasso inland and Termoli along the coast. Sandwiched between four regions, Molise borders Abruzzo to the north, Apulia to the south, Lazio and Campania to the west, and the Adriatic Sea to the east. The territory is hilly for 44.7% and mountainous for 55.3%, with the latter part including the Abruzzi and Samnite Apennines presenting a not particularly rugged orography. The mountainous nature of the territory greatly influences the climate, which is harsh and snowy in the winter and hot in the summer, while along the coast the temperatures are much more pleasant and balanced. The geological process that gave rise to the formation of the soils of Molise is common to that of eastern Lazio and Abruzzo. The remnants of the limestone and dolomite formations, which form the steep slopes of the Apennines, have been subject to the movement of rocks northeastwards from the southwest, dragging with them patches of other, older formation from which sandstones and clays outcrop. In the hilly and coastal strip, there is a different geological picture, characterized by marine deposits of the Pleiocuaternary Age, with lithified sands, conglomerates, and mars, all the results of sedimentary cycles linked to variation in sea levels as a consequence of tectonic phenomena and marine uplift due to glacial interglacial cycles. Clay and sandy formations prevail here, areas that can be identified with the wider valley of the river Trigno and the narrower middle-lower valley of the Biferno, which is the home of the Pentro DOC Appalachian. The soils of the coastal strip and the lower hills are sandy low, rich in coarse particles and moderately calcareous, while the soils of the more inland areas are more clayey, more developed and deeper, with a good water retention capacity and the limestone content that can be very high in some situations. The river valleys are typical alluvial and landslide soils, deep, clayey, with good fertility and water capacity. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, ciao.